In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie, and you are listening to Some Kind of Brown, a podcast powered by Yellow Jacket Media about mixed and multiracial life, our journeys to find our identities, reconnecting with ourselves and the communities we're a part of, all from a Southern girl who's still trying to figure out things for herself. Hello again, everyone. This is going to be a shorter episode because I am moving on Thursday, and I'm sure you all know how crazy moving can be. Don't worry, the girlfriend and I are still together and will actually be moving into an apartment together without a roommate, so it's definitely a happy move. So I didn't want to leave you hanging this week, and Hope from Radiant Mix talked to me, I think, last week, and brought something important to my attention. The Coalition to Stop Violence Against Indigenous Women is using January to raise stalker awareness, and I wanted to share a story with you. Before I move on, this is my story, and I wanted to share it with you because I've never talked about it on here, I think, and it's really beneficial to share stories sometimes because you never know who's going to be listening and might need to hear it. However, this is not an entirely happy story, but that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to stalkers. I am going to be mentioning in passing sexual abuse, and we are talking about a stalker, so if any of this is going to be really triggery for you, don't listen. Honestly. I love you. I'll see you in a couple weeks. You can skip this episode. I completely understand. If you want to stay and listen... It's important that you know I grew up extremely sheltered and in a home that was highly fundamentalist Christian and with parents whose marriage was very rapidly falling apart and not in a very quiet or healthy way. Because of that, I didn't really have an idea of what a relationship or healthy partner even remotely looked like. Add to that the fact that I refused to date in high school, giving me absolutely no experience of my own, and you have a recipe for disaster. Yes, I didn't date in high school. I'd been looking at colleges outside of the country where I wanted to study since literally middle school, and I didn't want to get into something serious just to turn around and break up when we graduate. I know there are plenty of people who dated in school. No tea, no shade. I had just had crazy priorities growing up and was weird. So this is how I entered college. In New Orleans. Completely clueless. I don't know if you watched the YouTube video Beauty and the Beat back in the day by Todrick Call. Yes, we now know it's problematic, but it was 2009, so nobody really recognized how bad it was. But at that time, my friends thought it was hilarious because I moved around in New Orleans like Belle did, completely unaware of how unsafe things were or even how to interact with people. And I can't really say that they were wrong. Skip ahead a few months since the beginning of the first semester, and I found myself being set up on a blind date with my friends. So like a group blind date where everyone else knows each other except for me and a friend of this friend group, if that makes sense. Apparently this guy that I thought was absolutely gorgeous had noticed me and wanted to date me. Yes, I was 100% that poor bitch who was not popular in high school and felt like she was being blessed by the gods with a very muscular, tall, dark, and handsome man who would turn out to be a nightmare that I still haven't quite figured out how to wake up from. When we went out, I was starstruck, and we dated. 
I'm not going to get into really details again of the next part because that's not the point of this episode, but from about two weeks in, through the entire four or so months that we were together, my ex, the first boyfriend that I'd ever had, didn't even have a cute story of a boyfriend in elementary school, became extremely, extremely sexually and emotionally abusive. I've gone through some actual insanity, and I'm pretty sure that not even the Lifetime channel would touch my story. I promise I'm not exaggerating. I honestly don't even know how I made it through. Maybe I have some powerful Kimmy Schmidt powers. Anyway, I saw summer break as a chance to escape, and that's exactly what I did. I hopped on a plane home and broke up with him from the safety of my parents' house in Arkansas. As you can imagine, this didn't quite go well. In a three-way call, a very awkward three-way call, I don't even know if you can still make three-way calls, but my ex used one of our mutual friends to try and get me back. My friend had absolutely no idea what was going on other than my ex desperately wanted me back. My friend saw... Okay, well, I need to stop saying my friend. Uh, let's call him... Frank. Sure. Frank. Frank saw exactly what my ex told him, that we were in love and I just was randomly being a bitch. As the call got more and more heated, my ex slipped up. He started ranting on the phone and, with Frank as my witness, started yelling about what really happened. It was one of those, fine, you're a terrible person, but you're stupid because want to know what I was secretly doing to you? No details, but long story short, he had targeted me because I seemed gullible, which was true, and was trying to get me pregnant to trap me. Nothing better than a wife you've beaten into submission, right? Frank ended the call with me and talked some more to my ex. More and more details came out. It was not a good situation, and Frank eventually called me back and apologized for not knowing what was going on and for being involved at all. And before we get to the stalking, I'm going to give you a break and play a promo for another great podcast. Do you or someone you know struggle through life with anxiety-related mental disorders? Ever get that feeling that you are one of the few? I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. Take a journey with me as I talk about key points in my past and how they may have led to me being diagnosed with anxiety and panic disorder. After which, we will talk about different ways to tone down the anxiety and maybe even beat it together on anxiety. The easiest way to remember the name is by thinking about how one searches for a state of zen in the midst of the anxieties of life. My name is Gerald, and I'm the host of Anxiety. So here's when the stalking comes in. I went through all of that so you would know the background and how traumatizing it was to have this man stalk me. Every day, multiple times a day, my ex called me. When I blocked his number, he had other people harass me. Most of the time, it was mutual friends who had absolutely no idea because I didn't want to broadcast everything. I had literally just turned 19 before summer break and had no idea how to even begin processing what had happened to me, let alone know that it was okay to communicate and tell people what I had been through. I came to dread my phone. I still have severe anxiety over voicemail messages because of the disgusting things he said to me. 
The last time he actually talked to me was 2016 over Facebook. He left me two voicemail messages, which was not great for me to listen to, and I'm not going to play it, but he left me two voicemail messages, and I have them saved just in case, just in case receipts are needed. You never know what's going to happen. But anyway, this was not a great summer break. At the time in 2010, AT&T still sent you a notification for when someone you blocked called. I don't know if that still happens, but I hope for everyone's sake that that isn't the case. I know it isn't with my phone company. My phone was just another extension of the monster that I'd escaped. Along with not being able to answer the call unless I have saved numbers, which still, again, I have that. I couldn't be touched. I couldn't sleep in a room that was completely dark. I hated when anyone came up behind me, even if they didn't do it on purpose. I still walk around in the store and am very, very aware of if the same person shows up around me or if someone's looking at me in an odd way. And I think that's partially Southern culture where people are just genuinely confrontational, which I didn't realize until recently, but also a little bit of paranoia on my part. Being stalked, especially by someone who I had been in a relationship in, was horrifying. Partner abuse is 1000% a real thing, and do not let anyone tell you otherwise. These things made a mark on me. And when I used to teach sex ed a few years ago, I taught my students about consent and warning signs. I used my experience to tell them what to look out for, and I can only hope that that advice helped them. This is kind of the way I coped with it, and I've gotten a lot better at coping, and despite the fact that there are a few things here and there that still bother me. I don't know if any of you need to hear it, but I want to share some of that advice with you as well. Firstly, you owe your partner and or strangers absolutely nothing. Nothing. If someone tries to guilt you, shut it down, leave, do what you need to do. And a healthy relationship, which I am still trying to navigate, everything is a gift. I give you my trust, I give you myself, I give you my time, and I trust that you will treasure that and treasure me, and I will do the same for you. Sharing a life with someone should be exactly that, sharing. Also, at any time, in any situation, you should be able to say no and have that respected. If you say no and someone tries to push your boundaries or persuade you, leave. Maybe not leave the relationship, but leave that situation and reevaluate that relationship or how you want to communicate with that person and what's okay to say or uh, just generally have a talk about communication. People need to understand boundaries and sometimes someone might not understand how a certain thing comes across. Communicating is always a good thing to do unless they're just being awful. I'm trying to use language that isn't gendered because people of any gender can abuse and people of any gender can be on the receiving end, and I want to acknowledge that. And because this is something I'm putting out into the universe via the internet, I want to add that no matter what content you put out, it is not an invitation for unsolicited messages and requests. If someone tries to push your boundaries or makes little alarm bells in your head ring, block them. It's sad that we have to do things to protect ourselves or be vigilant, but this is the world that we live in. I know that this episode is heavy, but I want to share this in case one of you needs to hear this. If a person says they are being stalked, believe them and offer them help. If you are being stalked, get receipts 
block them, tell people around you, and be vigilant. Please follow the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Indigenous Women as well. They are doing some amazing work to raise awareness about missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit people, and so much more. And for the sake of not leaving you on a down note, I have some shiny new things coming to you soon. I will have a podcasting space in the new apartment, as well as space to record and expand this podcast into YouTube. I plan on recording behind-the-scenes videos, maybe some podcasting tips and tricks I've picked up, I don't know, maybe some videos of me trying to make my own regalia and constantly stabbing myself in the fingers, because that happens. Let me know if there's anything you'd like to see. I know there are some of you who said you'd like to watch, and if you don't want to see this crazy mug of mine talk at you, that is totally okay. I'm just starting YouTube so that you know how absolutely goofy I am in real life. This is where I'm going to leave this episode for now. I love each and every one of you, and be safe out there. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Some Kind of Brown, and I would love to interact with you over, especially on Instagram. You can also join us on Patreon for ad-free episodes, after-interview debriefs before the episode comes out, stickers, t-shirts, and more. Another great way to support the podcast is to subscribe wherever you're listening and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Podchaser to help our brownish family grow. You can find the links to everything and more in the show notes through the link tree on my social media bios. All of your support is what keeps this podcast going. Thank you to purpleplanet.com for the use of their song Love Life, and I'll see you later with some more Shades of Brown.